The Inner Mind Podcast with Peter Nardi and Mark Spellman. Right, that's it. We're back with episode two of the Inner Mind Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by my very good buddy and partner in crime, Mark Spellman. Hi, Mark. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? What have you What have you been up to this week? Um, I have been mainly staying indoors. <laughs> <laughs> you? Well, no, I have. I've gone out twice a day now. Um, I've been going out twice a day. Yeah. Um, but I put on all my running gear, and I say to Tessa. I'm going to go out for a run. You know, I want to come out of this whole thing like fitter and healthier. And, I, and then I end up just walking around looking at TikTok um, <laughs> as I wander the streets of North London, dressed in my, my tracksuit like I'm going to do something amazing. And it doesn't happen. It no. really doesn't. So, yeah. So, no, but other than that, just homeschooling Isabella because we're doing lots of that at the moment. Of course. Obviously. Um. But yeah, it's. Um, I mean, I love spending time with Isabella. I, you know me; I'm a big kid anyway, yeah. so it kind of like I get to just have a laugh with my best mate all day and watch Disney Plus, <laughs> <laughs> which is an absolute lifesaver. And if you haven't got Disney Plus, I urge you to get it. It is brilliant. Do you know I what? love it. I haven't got it, and I am gonna get it. Do you I'm know what? Gonna... Honestly, the the price. Sorry, we're going off on a t- tangent here, but. Price wise for the year, I think it's 59, 59 quid. That's good. Uh, 50, 59 pounds. Sorry, quid. How common? Fifty nine pounds sterling for the uh, for the year. And you think to yourself, you've got every Star Wars movie, The Mandalorian, which is a great. I'm, I'm actually sort of four episodes in. That's of the, the Mandalorian. series, isn't it? That's a series like The Bounty Hunter, The yeah. Mandalorian. But it's great. Like you look at it, and it's like it is like the film. It's like the amount of effort. And for those that don't know, actually, when I did AGT Champions, um, is that a bit of a name drop? Um, a little bit, I guess. I just um, I, have you heard this because no. you you dropped so many names in the last episode. I've got. <laughs> what, I've got no, this. What, what, hang on a minute. Hold on. Hold on. You can't just throw that. You can't throw that accusation. What? What names? What did I? What, what did I say last time? This name. Pink dropped? Floyd. I don't know. One of the Gibbs. <laughs> oh yeah, Dave, 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 yeah, Dave, Dave Gilmore. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and then you said um, one of the Beatles. George Harrison. Yeah, and there was a couple more. So I thought to myself, I'm going to get this. <laughs> which is a piece of metal dropping on the floor, and every time you name drop, I'm going <laughs> to drop it, right? <laughs> so, just to remind you. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, okay, well, all right, in that case, well, I was the hand double for a guy called John Hanna, an actor. Right. I don't know his name, so I'm not going to press it. Oh, no, he was in Sliding Doors. I mean... <laughs> oh god <laughs> don't do that i'm gonna die um right okay yeah so yeah anyway i was the hand double and actually i'll tell you what it was for a film called circus right um so anybody that uh, i it, i don't know how popular it was i loved doing it it was for columbia pictures right um <laughs> did you just do it again yeah <laughs> um 
so and it also had Eddie Izzard was in the film as well. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I'm just going to put this on loop. Just loop it. <laughs> um, but what's really funny, I'll try and get this clip if I can for the Facebook page. Um, but the weirdest thing, obviously, John, we're going off on a tangent. Sorry. But John Hanna is um, right handed. Right now, anyone that knows me, magician wise, I'm I'm left handed with magic, which is really weird. Yeah. Um, you know, everything else in my life, I'm right handed. But I remember reading a book and the brilliant books by the late and great Roy Walton, the yeah. complete Walton. I remember reading his book and one of the moves is a thing called a classic pass. Again, no secrets divulge. It's a it's a move. Yeah. Um, and I remember reading that with a deck of cards in my hand, probably aged about maybe 22, I think I was, and just going, this doesn't make any sense at all. This is, I don't know what he's talking about. And it was only when I found out that Darwin Ortiz is also left-handed. I don't know if he's left-handed with everything, but with a deck of cards he is. Yeah. And it was only then that I realized, oh my God, I am actually a left-handed card magician. So do you so fan every- left-handed? Or yeah. right-handed. Yeah, yeah, fan, left-handed, everything, double lift, all that sort of stuff. Everything I do is is as a left-handed magician. But then give me anything else, I'm right-handed. You know, drawing and illustrating, which I do obviously all the time, you know, is um, is all right-handed. So That's very I, strange. I, am, I know, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's a weird one. It just felt the most natural way of doing it. Um, anyway, so on, on the set of Circus, this is um, – God – I'll say, God, when was this? Maybe 97 or 98 or something like that. And they've they basically made up my hat because I'm sort of slightly tanned. I've got, you know, lots of mixed background. And John Hanna's not quite as tanned as me. So they've lightened up my hands because John Hanna's... It's the very opening credits of this film called Circus. Right. And you'll see that... Um, and the same jumper, met John Hanna, lovely guy, and we compared hands, really similar hands, actually. Hand twins. Uh, and he, that's it. I was like, you know, I was was it that's from Friends, isn't it? Yeah. Joey, the hand, the hand model, <laughs> the hand twin or whatever. And I was just shuffling, like Pharaoh shuffling these cards and doing sort of Charlie A cuts. And then they, at the end of it, they said, can you just deal with the cards? Now, I deal left-handed. So I hold the cards in my right hand and I deal with the left hand, which is a left-handed yeah. deal. And then, obviously, they've got the camera over my shoulder, so it's just my hands in shot. And they went, cut, brilliant, thank you so much, Mark. You know, brilliant, whatever. John Hanna comes in and sits down. And then they start filming some sort of further away shots. And then John Hanna then starts dealing the cards and they cut the two together. Uh, but I'm surprised that no one clocked because you can, you know, rotate horizontally a clip. You can flip it round. Yeah. But they didn't, you know, so they obviously missed it completely. And you'll see I'm doing everything left handed and everything John Hanna's doing is right handed. So there's a continuity um an error so a useless piece of information was for for the film circus we'll see if you can find the clips we'll put on the facebook i haven't seen that well you're missing out on on a brilliant opening sequence with spellman so yeah you know you're losing out we'll put it we'll put it up there 
Um, so yeah, so um, I don't know how I got into that, but yeah, oh sorry, name dropping. Yeah, yeah, sorry, that's how I got into that because uh, name dropping. Um, okay, so <laughs> so uh, yeah, so other than that, homeschooling with Isabella and just enjoy, well, just trying to make best of the the weirdness of this time. Yeah, it's all very um, strange. It, it is really strange and it's really uncertain, especially for you know for people in. Obviously, you're more in the production of magic. Yeah. So, a lot of people that sort of kind of come through your doors or, or or through your you know your website and stuff, it can be a lot of people that just love to perform magic as a hobby, which yeah. is great. You know, you're not relying on on all of it being professional magicians because otherwise, That's you would it. be no one's pretty working, quiet. Really. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, well, saying that, more people are now because people are taking the initiative and, and starting to do online shows. I know quite yeah, a few oh, magicians. Well, I've, done, I've done two. I've done two. I've done two Zoom performances. Yeah. And um, and I tell you, in all honesty, um, they're, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're easier. Than, yeah. Well, it's, no travelling, just set well, up. No, it's, it, it's it's not even that. Without going too far into it, because anyone can listen to this podcast. Yeah. But what the camera can't see. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. And that's it. That's blah. That's it. I'll leave that there. Just a lot um, of vanishing things. Yeah, just throwing stuff across the room. That's <laughs> um, my act. Um, but no, I've done two of them, and. You know, obviously, there's things to get used to, like a bit of a lag in 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 the computer, you know, in the yeah. communication sometimes, because obviously we're dealing with the internet. Um, but you know, it's it's been a challenge, but one that's been really really interesting. Um, and I've actually got a I've got a virtual presentation coming up where they they've a client you know has asked for X, and right. you know, we're talking about X. I'm, a lot of people know X, but um, we can talk about X as and when. But, you know, obviously X is very different and digital and virtual. Yeah. So it kind of really ties in. So I've got one of those at the end of this week, which is, um, yeah, it's going to be. That's amazing. Uh, for those, that, again, that don't know, I do a lot of editing and filming and I've got a studio space and everything else. So. You know, um, I, I'm lucky in that I've got that facility to be able to do all these things. Yeah, and you're very, for... um, you're very good with all that. I mean, we'll get onto X a bit later anyway. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You've yeah, done that's all the, the graphics, everything that was playing behind you. Was, oh yeah, was yeah, done B, yeah. By they, you. they, yeah, the production loved me at BGT because it was like, yeah, Mark's bringing it all in on a USB stick in the morning. So yeah. it literally was the case there. But yeah, we will discuss all of that. Um, as and when but speaking of um, BGT Right, that went on longer than I thought. <laughs> Can I just say, right, okay, don't take this out of the podcast. Right, that's too long. Right, right. it so, is too long. Yeah, who... so can I just say, you with your little box of... No, listen, I, I said to you, it would be... 
You said, <laughs> I'm going to send you a BGT soundbite. I did load not it say up. that I was, I did not say I was going to edit it down. Right? <laughs> I just merely sent you across what you required. And I, it's for you, Mr. Nardi, to edit that accordingly, which I clearly you haven't done. I literally thought that was just going to play a whole episode from yeah. start to finish. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about BGC and then a whole yeah. episode played. Yeah, this was Saturday um, night's one. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe we need to cut that down. So I, I do think, obviously, with our recent background, well, me in 2008 and 2019, you in 2019 with the guys for MG, um, there are going to be times we're going to talk about. Sort of, so just a little note to self, Nardi. Yeah. Um, please cut that down. Yeah, that I was will quite do. long. I didn't yeah. even off and read a book in that time. So, but, Hang on, right? I'm not really sure why this has been pushed on to me. Because you literally just sent me that clip. Uh, I so, just thought, from the sounds of it... Well, don't just sorry, think. Just, for, for, right, okay, no, I'll tell you this, right? For everyone listening, just so you know... If you think that this podcast is happening just by me and Peter just having a, a regular conversation on phones, I mean, I'm on a phone at my end because I don't have the high-tech <laughs> Japanese-imported technology that Peter Nardi is currently running on. So I did actually think you'd be able to fade that clip out at any given point. But clearly, clearly not on your, on your amazing piece of tech yeah. that you spend hundreds on. Um, so maybe you want to edit that down. So maybe you can do I'm not, that in your spare time. Yeah, I will edit it down. Did you hear my buzzer I just gave you? No, I didn't hear the... No, I, well, hang on a minute. This, I'm not sure I like this because I feel like I'm exposed to this thing because I can't hear anything that you're pressing. I can hear can very faint... No, I can hear faint, faint sounds in the distance. Oh, I just done the sad trumpet as well when you were oh. just moaning. See what I mean? So this is... I'm going to listen to this back... People will be going to me, oh, yeah, that Peter really rips you to shreds. I'll be going, does he? With all these sound effects. <laughs> so, anyway, BGT. BGT, so, absolutely. Obviously, something we have both got a history with. Mm -hmm. uh, have you been watching it? Uh, do you know what? I have to say, this year, I haven't really watched much of it. And we haven't really watched much TV. And funnily enough, which is really strange, whenever life is normal, we can go out anywhere, we can do whatever we want, we tend to stay in and watch TV. Now that, <laughs> now that you can't go out, we're in the garden, we're playing games, we're yeah. doing family things, we're not watching TV. It, it's... I... Do you know what? I if it is it sounds weird to say it, but if it wasn't for the, the the whole virus thing, I am quite enjoying the pace of life. I I think you know, yeah. like more family you, time. I'm speaking to yeah. my sisters and everything more. Yeah. Not that I don't speak to them anyway. You, no, uh, you no, know, no, no. You, no. You're just sort of making the time for people a lot more, and um, you know, spending a bit more time with the family as well. Uh, so, yeah, I haven't watched that much of it. I've caught a couple of bits. I caught Richard Essien, because I know Richard. Um, so I watched his act, which I thought was good. Um, I watched Saturday, where there was a dog act on, which I, I didn't I didn't really get the magic side of it. Um, 
I can sort of understand why they have acts like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. So well, I've watched every episode, right? Right, because I have done for years. You well, know, give us your rundown. Okay, so sort of magically on on BGT, um, there's a gentleman this year called James Piper who was on the first episode with yeah. his two sons. And, you know, obviously not a lot of people know James, but James, I met James in 2018 when I was on the show for the first time. And James actually auditioned back in 2018 and did really amazingly, like got a really good response from some of the his, his sort of like audition performance. But it never got shown, never got aired, and and that was it. It just kind of just got left to one side. And then uh, that year, it was myself, it was Maddox, you had Mandy Mooden, and um, and that was it. You had a couple of illusion acts uh, as well, and that was it. That was you know. So that was. But so to see him on episode one, I think it was episode one he was on. It was great, and yeah. he's such a nice guy, yeah, and he I, is really, a good guy. I really, I really. Yeah, really, really lovely. And he's got the skills, really does have the skills. If you saw what James Piper can do um, just on his own, close up, you know, just coins and cards and that kind of thing, he's really got the chops. He he knows how to do his stuff. Um, And then you've had... um, uh, You've had... Who else you had on there? Like you say, Magical Bones. Um, You know, Lovely Peace. You know, and I didn't know about the magician that he was speaking about. Um, and uh, and that, that's really an interesting story. I mean, God, what a great thing to base an act on. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And then you've had Mark, uh, Mark Shortland. Yeah, Mark Shortland. Um, and he, he did a, a chair... Well, a chair routine, I'll, I'll say, yeah. with the judges, and that was great. What a great idea! You know, it really came over well. And and Mark's just got that likability. He 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 so has not got that sort of magical ego at all. He just comes across as such a a nice guy. So um, so that was really good to watch. Um, I... And then. I want to say, what is this BGT Unseen? What I I don't understand what that is. Okay, so for those, okay, so basically, what they used to have was they used to have Britain's Got More Talent with Stephen Mulhern. Right. And on that show, they would have some clips that you didn't see on the main show. So that was the sort of like, um, extra unseen alternative yeah. bit, extra bit of BGT that you hadn't seen. And I know Stephen Mulhern, and I actually really, really enjoyed uh, Stephen Mulhern on um, Britain's Got More Talent. I think yeah. he's got a brilliant sense of humour. He's so funny. Um, but for whatever reason, that ended. Um, they didn't do it this year, and they decided to do something a lot more online. And, um, and it became... You know, Britain's got uh, Britain's got talent unseen. So basically, by that it means if it wasn't seen on the main TV program on ITV, you could see it online on YouTube um, in, in that way. And I, part of me sort of feels a little bit sorry for the ones that end up getting. And Mark Shortland was on uh, Britain's Got Talent Unseen, um, and. I, 
I sort of feel a little bit sorry because it's you know, kind of like you know, the, the whole thing of being on TV. It's, it's yeah. a lovely thing to, you know, some people just want to tick it off their, you know, off their books, you know, or yeah. sorry, off their, um, you know, bucket their checklist, list. if you like. Yeah, bucket yeah. list. Yeah, exactly. Um, and another routine, actually, that was on there was uh, Sean Hayden. Um, did a routine on 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 Britain's actually Got, um, I saw Sean's I did see Sean's with, with, it was with really the, good with the with the time travel yeah. thing yeah brilliant like really really, really good. good and 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 that, so, so and to be honest with you I'm surprised that Mark and Sean were on the unseen I, I think both of them were strong magical pieces to be honest with you and and that you mentioned the dog act and now I listen with the dog act I get it. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's really important is to establish. I mean, some people listening to this might go, well, hang on a minute, Mark, you were on in 2018 and, and yours was all about your wife and daughter and the cancer and everything else. But. But I, I am a magician. I've been doing magic for 20, 25 years of my life. It's yeah. been, it is my career. It's what I do. And my audition had bona fide magic in it you know like the rubik's cube all of these things are genuine things i mean actually the crayon and the rubik's cube were both unique creations that the, the matchup is not a unique theme that that existed before but the way that i did it on bgt yeah well, it's, 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 it's it's all yeah i mean that's me going how can i do this as quickly and as simply as possible with four judges and then show a video. Yeah. And, um, and one of the most important things about that routine is it's really important. You listen to the context of that routine because, you know, like when I did it, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about something deeply, deeply personal, massively personal, but I sort of think through, through times of challenge, this is a line that I actually used in the semifinals, through times of challenge, we often learn life's most valuable lessons. And before we went through what we went through, and for the, the listeners that don't know, you know, my, my wife had cancer. We, we've been trying for a baby for a long time. Tessa then fell pregnant after like five rounds of IVF, which is emotionally draining, financially draining, and just... It's a challenge, yeah, and you never know if it's going to work or not. And it was the um, last. It was the last chance, wasn't it? Oh yeah, this was it. We we literally just said, "This is it. We can't keep on doing this." Tessa was getting older, I was getting older, and you kind of think to yourself, "Is this never going to happen?" So it literally was the last chance. So then Tessa became pregnant, which was amazing. And obviously, if you watch, if you go on YouTube and type in Mark Spellman Golden Buzzer, if you haven't seen it, you can see it. You know, a lot of people have seen it. Um, but, uh, then literally sort of two and a half months into the pregnancy, we were over, you could imagine over the moon, like in another world, preparing ourselves to be parents, which we've been trying for, for a long time. And then Tessa was diagnosed with a really aggressive form of breast cancer and your world changes. And, you know, for obvious reasons, you know, there are so many things that, go through your mind is my wife going to survive is our unborn baby going to survive yeah. so you're dealing with all your it's it is the biggest sort of like catch 22 yin and yang situation you could possibly imagine because if they give tessa all the treatment that she requires to fight her cancer as effectively as they can you can't be pregnant that would yeah. that would end a pregnancy 
But then if you keep the pregnancy going by reducing the amount of treatment for the cancer, that then puts Tessamore at risk. So it is the weirdest situation to be in. Yeah. But, you know, and and honestly, it it was a real challenge. And it's so strange because when I look back at it now, parts of it seem unreal. Like, did, did that happen? You know, it's really, really strange. And I think a lot of people have that where they traumatic things happen in their lives and you kind of look back at it and, you know, and you kind of think, God, did, did we really go through that? Um, but they, as they say, what doesn't kill you, you know, can only make you stronger. And I think that through that, me and Tessa now, our bond with Isabella, my daughter, um, who came into the world safely and Tessa beat her cancer. And we are so lucky for that. Many, many people got in contact with us during that time after the audition, as you can imagine. And, um, and they tell you their stories and you go, my goodness, you know, yeah. despite as difficult as it was and what a nightmare it was, we are lucky. Yeah. You know, we are absolutely lucky to be where we are because Tessa is clear of cancer and our little baby girl came into the world and there are people that tell you their story who are so humble and so beautiful and so supportive. And they tell you their story and you go, oh, my God, you know, I feel terrible because you lost either, you know, the person fighting the cancer or you lost you lost your little one. And yeah. that just is heartbreaking. So we're very lucky anyway. So I my whole point of doing that routine on BGT was. I had a transition going through that period of my life before, before that I was very career driven, kind of carefree, you know, me and Tessa were together and living life and both of us focusing very much on our careers and something like that stops you in your tracks and it kind of makes you just reevaluate every aspect of life, not just your life, but life in general. Like what is this? What does it all mean? You know, what is what is real? What is not? What really is important to you? And the realization for me is, and I sort of said this in a couple of other sort of conversations I've had in interviews, and that is that for 25 years, I've replicated magic as 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 a magician and a mentalist. I replicate. I create a theatrical magic. It's not real. It's theatrical. Yeah. And in that moment of Isabella being born and hearing the words, Tessa, you're free of cancer, those are the most magical moments of my life, like truly magical in that, not that it's done by magic, but the feeling is absolute awe and wonder and astonishment, bewilderment, all of those things. And, and words that I can't even, words can't convey yeah. what, I'm, what I mean when I say that. And it is just, it's magic. And, and, and that for me, I think magic is real. And I remember when I did BGT year one, when you, so much stuff you don't see. Yeah. And I actually had a pre-interview with Ant and Deck before I walked out on stage, which you never saw. And Ant and Deck said, so Mark, what are you doing? And literally they just spring up on you as you'll know with the boys and stuff. And, and it's the weirdest thing. Cause you go, that's and and, and deck are asking me what I'm going to be doing on stage. What the hell's going on? And it just happens so quickly. Cause it happened. It is a, it happened. Once the acts start going on the stage live, it, as you know, it really does happen quickly. It's boom, yeah. four or five minutes, boom, next four or five minutes, boom, you know? And, um, 
I remember just sort of standing there and saying to Ant and Deck, listen, I'm, I'm going to show you, I'm a magician, I'm going to show you something, and at the end of it, I will show you what real magic is. And obviously, what I meant by that is I'm going to show you some tricks, some, some clever trickery, some techniques, which is what I did with the judges. But at the end of it, I will show you real magic for me. And that is Isabella. And, you know, some people say, oh, well, you know, maybe oh, couldn't he have left the story out? Couldn't he have just done the magic trick on the judges? But then you're losing the context because Isabella created that trick, you know, watching her, you know, with a, with the crayons. It's true. I mean, every yeah. element of that is true. And you it, know, it the red crayon. Um, you know, you, the, the thing is, with Britain's Got Talent, it, it's quite evident that, you know, a, a lot of people pull in sob stories I, I don't want to sound you know harsh or anything but but you can see they pull in unrelated stories um whereas from a magical piece your one made sense and the ending yes it was sad but it was an ending of, of hope but you know and you know happiness and exactly else. and but that's it a lot of people say you know you know, like, a, like, a, remember what you were saying, but a lot of people do say that they go, yeah, but you know, it was, it was a sad, but it wasn't. And I remember saying this on, um, get ready with your button. I remember on uh, this morning with Philip Schofield. <laughs> I, I remember, um, saying to him, you know, like my, my story isn't sad. You know, a sad story is that Tessa didn't make it or we didn't have our daughter. That's yeah. sad. It was a challenge. It was a real, real challenge. And what person on this earth hasn't had a challenge in their life? Everyone has. Yeah. Mine just was really relevant to me about what I thought magic was. Because, you know, like 25 years of replicating magic to then realize, actually, do you know what? This question I get asked all the time, do you believe in real magic? And for years I said, no, well, no, it's all pretend and whatever, you know. But in that moment of Isabella being born, yeah, no, no, God, yes. Yeah. God, magic is real, and magic is not—it's not a thing. It's not something you can you can reach out and touch. It's not something that you can actually even see. For me, I think magic is what you feel, and in that moment of magic, if I do a trick on you or a, a, a piece of magic, if you like, if you prefer that terminology, and then you go, "What? How on earth have you just done that?" In that moment, that feeling you're experiencing. That's magic. Not yeah. what I've done, but what you get from it. And equally, when we are those moments in our life that we will never forget, whatever it is, the day that we got married, the day that we, we proposed to our better halves or the moment our first child was born or you, whatever, whatever it is that gives you a feeling inside of pure amazement, happiness almost enlightenment to me that is a moment of magic and that's what i was trying to say with isabella it's real magic yeah um and like you say i think you know one of the things that's really important about bgt as well is that listen it's a t it's a television show first and a talent show second you know it's a tv show it's saturday night tv so you've got to invest in the people that you're meeting very briefly for a short period of time on that, on those, you know, you know, you know, the judges, you know, Ant and Deck, but those people that are walking out on that stage, 
the production, the people, they want you to invest in them and yeah. care because that means that you're going to watch it next week and watch the semis and watch the final and, and have your favourites. And that's what it's about. It's about keeping you watching. Yeah. You know, East, yeah, EastEnders, at the end, at the end of epi- every episode of EastEnders, there's a cliffhanger. Yeah. You know, do, 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 do. And that's, it's been like that for 20 years. It's like, you know, it ends like that to make you want to see what's happening next time. And with Britain's Got Talent, it's the same. They've got a short period of time to get you to feel as though you know someone on that stage. So with me, they had my story and the video, but they didn't use a lot of preamble with me. It was very much a magic trick and then a boom. And that's what I'm really proud of is that the magic trick came first. Yeah. And then the reveal came second. And then you learn of the story. I think sometimes what happens where it it, it does feel like you say, it feels a bit like a, almost slightly shoehorned in and that is where it's sort of like someone comes out on stage and then they go you know my dog died two weeks ago yeah but he always wanted me to juggle plates yeah he always wanted yeah wanted me to juggle plates or sing this frank sinatra song yeah you know and and that feels a bit like okay the relevance of there's no relevance other than you saying it Hopefully, people can understand that the relevance of me telling the story of Isabella and Tessa is is because that's what real magic is. Yeah. I will show you what real. I've always wondered what would it be. These are my words. I've always wondered what would it be like to experience real magic. Yeah. Or two years ago, I did, and that is the first lines I say as I walk down to those judges, and that is because that day of Isabella's birth is real magic. Yeah. Like, and everyone's got it. And I love that notion that everyone can have real magic, you know, real magic, you know, like family and friends and like, you know, your relationship with your mother, you know, who, your dearly departed mother and, you know, your sisters and Jenny and Harry and Holly, you know, me with my mum and Tessa and Isabella and my friends, you and Colin and all that. You know, you guys all provide me with moments of magic where yeah. I'm laughing so hard with you and giggling about nonsense and stuff. And that's magic. These are the magical moments that we can have in our lives. And everyone can have it. Everyone can have it. And it's really important that we all remember that we can have it because magic is all around us. You just, sometimes you got to just open up your eyes and see, and I'll tell you something, you never realize what you've got until you nearly lose it or you're not able to have it. Oh yeah. And, and, and that's why with Isabella, I, even now, four years on, she's, you know, she's four, well, four and four months, five months now. And, um, you know, I still look at her just, I just stand there sometimes and just look at her and I go, that's my little girl. (laughs) That's my little girl. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, having kids is, is, yeah, the most magical thing. It and really I can is. imagine, for, so for you with Harry, like last year, mm. BGT again, you know, like, you know, um, so, so, so just quickly before we go on to that, the dog acts. So, yes. so just to sort of, to, the, the, just to clap, let's just wrap that up because we, we were talking about that. We, when you look at someone like Sean Hayden and Mark um, Shortland, you know, doing what they were doing, really strong pieces of magic, you know, and really worthy of being on that program. So that's what the unseen is. It's almost like the bits that didn't make it to TV here, you can watch it here. And I feel that Mark and Sean should have been on that, on the TV program. But are they through or not? 
I, I, well, you don't know, do you? I mean, I don't know. I, I, but I, the, I'm on the out. I'm on the outside now. You don't know. No yeah, one. Yeah, but generally, they, they got they the got people, four yeses. Yeah, but that that was the thing because when people were on Britain's Got More Talent, they weren't through. They didn't show you if you were. But I wonder. Yeah, so part of me wonders, genuinely wonders, whether or not they wouldn't be too formulaic. Like they might they yeah. might mix it up a little bit so that there's not a formula. I'll, because otherwise, people would be preempting the live shows. They'd be yeah, watching it and bit, going. It's a bit of a weird concept. You're right because you, I would feel cheated if I, you know, if I went on there and yeah. you didn't sort of get on TV. Yeah. And then but I mean, then, this is going to be a I mean, weird year anyway because oh, oh, are totally. they even going to have I, the finals uh, or exactly. semifinals? Is it going to be able to happen? Do, yeah, they will do. They will do. But it, it, as you say. Doing Britain's Got Talent, as we both know, is a very surreal and very all-consuming thing. I thoroughly, thoroughly, I remember my time on both both seasons of BGT with absolute, the fondest memories. Like, yeah. you know, of course there's moments of stress, there's moments of tension, there's moments of rejection, there's moments of disappointment, especially for me in year one in 2018, you know, which we can discuss, you know, as and when, but, you know, I think, you know, uh, this time, I mean, you know, James Piper, who was in, and Sean and and Mark, but, you know, like Sean Hayden, I know, uh, I don't know Magical Bones, but I know Sean Hayden and I know um, uh, James Piper, and um, and both of them, you know, just I've I've had sort of brief sort of conversations and communication with both of them, mm. and you kind of do you feel for them because you're sort of thinking like you know that you can plan as much as you like, but when is it going to be on? Yeah. In some ways, you sort of think so. You've got so much time to prepare now, which you know and I know that semi final just creeps up on you like that, and you're kind of going whoa, you know, yeah. it feels like you're being pulled left right and center which is just part of the chaotic process that is a is a program you know a big program yeah, like it's, bgt it's so quite, it's quite hard i mean for the boys it all happened in one week they're, yeah they're... no exactly that's right i remember you know uh, it was uh it was a strange one yeah that, that was full on yeah but the dog act you know this year um obviously last year you had finn uh the dog with um uh, oh god, I can't remember the gentleman's name, the policeman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and oh god, that's really bad of me. Sorry about that. Um, but um, you know, even with that act, you know, it felt more like there was more magic and content to it. You know, it, it felt like he had obviously learned some magic to to do within the act. But the dog act on Saturday night for me, and for people people listen to this, this will be a couple of weeks ago. Listen, an amazing, brilliant, brilliant cause, obviously. Yeah. But I think there's a fine line between is this an act or is this a message? And I think with 4MG, it was an act. With me, it was an act, you know, with a message, obviously, first year round. X was just very much an act, uh, an unusual kind of weird act. Jonathan Goodwins of the world and John Archers and all that. These are acts. These These are magical acts. Mandy Muden you know, established magical acts. Um, whereas a dog act, I just, yeah, it felt a bit strange to well, me. I, and Yeah, I must admit, even with the Finn one last year, and I I remember seeing the audition 
and he come out and he said he was doing it to raise awareness and get this law through, which do you know that's what? it, Finn's, Finn's law, yeah. Finn's law, and that's I thought, it. I thought that's amazing, you know that that's absolutely amazing. But I honestly thought he was going to come out, do that act, get what he needed to be done, and that would be the end of it. But then, and, you but know, then if people, yeah, yeah, but then well, yeah, but then I think that then you've got an investment, haven't you? into you know the the um you know the act you you got an investment into finn and um and then now it becomes this whole thing of you know what would they do next yeah and do people care about what they do next and, and they did people did did want to see what was going to happen next yeah to the point where i think they they i don't know i can't remember if they won their semi-final um but they got through to the final so clearly people were interested and that's what i mean about that's what i mean about you know it is a tv show uh first and a talent show second because you do have that you know that that thing of like it's it's content for tv viewers yeah um you know and that's that's kind of the, the 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 thing that the focus seems to be on more so because there are some great acts that don't make it to the live shows. You yeah, know, there yeah. are some great acts, you know. And it is, and you, you know, you hit the nail on the head where you said it is a TV show and they have to create what they believe is a well-balanced TV show. And I know there was a lot of, I well, I don't know for sure because you don't get to hear that much, but I'm sure there was a lot of panicking that a lot of magic acts were getting through um last year because it was getting to the point where it was going to get to the point where it was britain's got magic it's going to be a magic off yeah that that's that's what it looked like and the thing is to them they are putting together a show and they do want variety um you know and you do find it it gets weighted each year with something different Uh, the first year you were on it was comedians you know you had three or four comedians in the final um, the year that you were X and 4MG were on, what do we have? Four magicians in the final, yeah. four or five. You know, I mean, you know that that was um, that was a, a really hard final for a magic act. You know, really hard final. You you got very very good performers up there. You know, a lot of you, and it, it was yeah, it was hard. But Mark, I mean, we're already at forty two minutes, so <laughs> this is sort of brought us to the end. Of this podcast. Well, hang on a minute. We, we've we've got to do, we've got to do a gigging nightmare thing, and then we'll wrap this one up. Are you sure? Um, no, I don't want to do it right at the end. We can't no. do it right at the end. We'll do it next week, but we'll definitely oh, God, do it next Peter, week. You can't keep them hanging. You can't. All right. Okay. All right. We'll have to do it next week, but we have got gigging nightmares. <laughs> right. I'm going to structure it more next week. So we have a little chat, then we have a break, and then we have a chat again. But next week, we will go over uh, briefly about, uh, we'll go over X. We'll talk about 4MG. We'll talk about that year, but we'll get that done pretty uh, pretty rapidly. And then we'll talk about um, the, the state of magic at the moment, realistically, with what's happening in the world. What do you think? I think that sounds great. Do you? you? Should I th- yeah, no, I do. 
I think that'd be great. And I want to get some of those gigging nightmares because I've read a couple of them and I can't... Are they real? This is I, the question. Do you know what? There is one... There's one that, I, <laughs> that I've got. I, I've retyped out. Um, so I'm going to have to read it because it, it wasn't a, uh, a spoken one. It wasn't like a, a vocal message. But um, it starts off with a magician drinking two bottles of Grey Goose before yeah, well, his performance. Never gonna end. Yeah, that's it's, never going to end well. It's it? never going to end well. Um, actually, it doesn't end too bad, but <laughs> it's not something that I would suggest any performer does yeah, n- before they go on one, stage. One, one bottle at the most. I mean, come on. <laughs> two, two, that's just greedy. That's well, just greedy. Um, and then maybe we'll talk about when we were in Vegas and... Um, we were doing magic in Caesar's Palace when we were both pretty drunk. And doing breakdancing on carpet, which oh for anyone God. that knows, do not do a backspin on carpet because you're going to get carpet burn. It's it's a no-brainer, but yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah we'll, we tell, we'll tell a couple of stories like that. Exactly. So, All right. Well, let's do that then. Let's, let's, let's kick it off next week. But yeah, so BGT... Just to wrap up, it's it's you know it's it's interesting. It's good to watch. There's some great magic on there, but yeah, also there are the ones that are controversial as well. Where you kind of like you know, and there um, is with any know. act, I should think. You know, oh, I think every year, I think every year at BGT, you can look at an act and kind of go, "There's two or three where you kind of think, really." But yeah. then I used, they used to do it on X Factor as well. So, yeah. but it, and, but, uh, but but that's a talent show, isn't it? it? That's what a talent show is. Everyone's going to have their favourite. Exactly. You know. They want they want you screaming at the TV. No, they've got to go through. What are you talking about? You know, that's it's all part of that. You know, so yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And it's a cool. good entertaining show. It's been going a long time. So uh, absolutely, Mark. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time just to call. No in, worries. Because I know you're pleasure. really busy just sitting indoors. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Inner Mind podcast. We will be back next week. And remember, if you pop over to the podcast website, which is Anchor FM, do a search for Inner Mind. You can actually leave a voice message there if you want to ask us a question about anything for us to play on the show. Um, if not, don't forget to check out our Facebook page, which is Inner Mind Podcast as well, uh, where we'll have little video clips and bits and bobs going up there. Um, so thank you very much for listening and we will speak to you next week on the inner minds podcast the inner mind podcast with peter nardi and mark spellman